Welcome to the Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast where we discuss all things compounding and all things concerning independent pharmacy. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Delisio, North American Sales Director, and Sebastian Dennison, Clinical Compounding Pharmacist. Welcome, Compounding World, and welcome to the latest episode of a Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast. My name is Mike Delisio, and I'm joined, as always, with Sebastian Dennison. Seb, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to our new guests today. These are two newbies. They've never been on a podcast, so this is going to be a fun one. We'll guide them through and hopefully get the most for our, for our listeners. Yeah, this is, um, you know, I think about all the topics and every single uh, podcast that we record always covers a component of either compounding, you know, clinical services, areas of potential patient improvement, and a topic that has come up more than on one occasion has been overall personnel management, human relations, specifically as it pertains to independent community pharmacies. I think a lot of individuals, people that have been members of PCC for a while have come to us and asked us for guidance, whether it was how we develop culture, how we focus on overall employer retention, how we overall just manage personnel and ensure that retention is something that is always top of mind and overall employee engagement as well. So it's, it's such a cool topic because it's an aspect of business, much like finance or marketing, that does not get necessary attention from an, uh, an academia point of view and specifically in the world of pharmacy and, and pharmacy technicians. So we just believed it was so critical to bring two amazing individuals from the PCCA space and that focus on human relations on a day-to-day -day basis and have the overall responsibility of managing our culture as well. And that is none other than Whitney Andrews and Michael Jones. So welcome mm -hmm. to the both of you because you guys play such a critical role in our overall day-to-day -day of human relations, and we couldn't think of two better individuals to speak on this topic. So welcome to the podcast to the both of you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. So, you know, I, I mentioned a lot um, to kind of tee this up and, and to dive deeper into this topic. You know, we're probably gonna go on several different angles. I, I mentioned engagement, I mentioned retention, you know, hiring is a part of that. I'm gonna ask Michael specifically. So Michael, you've obviously been with the company for, for quite some time. Um, you've helped out with overall recruiting of individuals. You've helped out with, with benefits and, and so many different, you've wore different hats within our human relations team. But you've also had the experience or you've been exposed to some of our members. And a lot of them have also asked you specific questions relating to how PCCA proceeds with overall employee engagement, personnel management, and happiness as a general sense of being. So, you know, what were some of your takeaways or the easiest responses that you have given some of our pharmacists when they ask of you how we manage human relations? Well, um, we first started, or I first started really being exposed to some of our, our members uh, via international seminar. And uh, we kind of set up a human relations booth for the first time at seminar a couple of years ago. And members just, you know, came by kind of asked, hey, what do you guys do? Uh, you know, what are you doing here? Kind of, why is HR at international seminar? And so we kind of uh, just said, hey, we're here to just bounce ideas off of you guys. Like, tell us what some of your uh, 
concerns are as it relates to human resources management and, and human relations, recruiting, retention. And uh, one of the common themes was how do we retain our people? How do we keep our people engaged? How do we keep our people happy? You know, whether there are two of us in the pharmacy up to 150 of us, uh, we do really critical work. We can't really take the time away from our day-to-day -day work a lot to you know, have team building or to engage with each other in that way. So what advice do you have for us to help keep our people engaged and help, help keep our people happy? Um, and we just you know, gave our advice in terms of investing in your people, I think is really important. So investing in uh, training and education for them and in continued education. Uh, I think some of our members you know, brought up an important point of you know you invest in people and that have the they have the potential to leave the uh, the organization right and so that could be a wasted investment, um, but we kind of have to take a step back and look at it as well. If you don't invest in your people and they leave anyway, um, that could be a wasted investment as well. So, what we try to stress is to invest in your people. Uh, make sure that you imbue your culture into kind of everything that you do, right? So from point A, when you're starting to look for someone to bring on staff and the recruiting process all the way through the entire life cycle of the employee to make sure that your culture is front and center. And you kind of want to set the stage for that from the very beginning, letting them know, hey, this is the kind of pharmacy or this is kind of business, whatever the business is that we are, this is our culture, this is what our values are, this is what's important to us, and making sure people understand that from the very beginning. Um, I always I share with people a story when I was interviewing with PCCA back in November of 2014, uh, our CFO made a comment that has always stuck with me. He said, uh, during my interview with him, he said, you know, you won't last long at PCCA if you don't have a positive attitude. And I thought that that was so interesting that he said that to me. I'd never had that experience before in an interview, but it was interesting because from the very beginning, he set the standard about what our culture was here and the kind of attitude and mentality you would need to be successful. And so I think it's important to um, share that with your candidates and continue to share it with employees after they're hired. Like, this is our culture. This is who we are. And um, just to keep that going. There's a a lot to unpack there. And I would probably think the easiest statement that you can make to anybody is being cognizant of what that culture is and then, you know, bringing it to life. So you think of every business, whether a small, medium or large, a culture exists everywhere. Um, being intentional on how to define that culture probably seems like an easy task to most. I know Whitney was a, a, a large stakeholder in the importance of what our culture is at PCCA and being very aware on how to define it. And, and then also not necessarily just simply defining it, but putting into practice, whereas we, we live by our culture, we have the experience that, you know, it, it comes across in so much of our day-to-day -day activities, our interactions with one another. So, you know, Whitney, from your perspective, because this probably seems like an easy task, maybe you can give a better understanding to our listeners how you know, a culture always existed, but how we defined it and how we made it a living, breathing thing and, and truly put it into practice. You know, what is your overall impression of all that and some of your experience around the definition of culture? 
Yeah, so what, what I need to say first, when I started nine years ago, the culture was already here um, and it has been here for forever. From what I've heard, um, Kay Sparks really embodied our culture and made it what it was. Um, and then Cindy Hicks really was instrumental in bringing that as well. Um, and so when I came in, I mean, it was there. I just helped facilitate it. And I had the awesome job of working alongside Cindy in order to do that. And I mean, I feel like it was maybe five or six years ago, we really sat down and how do we define, what is our culture? We know, we feel it. I mean, anyone can walk into this building and know what our culture is at PCCA. And there was a group that put together, okay, so what are our core values? What do we believe in? Um, what are our principles? And how do we live by them? I still remember when they were presented at company meeting, having goosebumps. I've been here for like five years at that point, And I was like, yes, like that is us. So I think that it is so important. I mean, everyone has a culture, whether it's bad, good. I mean, it, it doesn't, there's a culture no matter where you go. Um, but I think that it's important to figure out, define that. What is your culture? So that way, open communication is huge with me having that open communication with your team members as this is what our culture is. And then that way you have almost a roadmap of how everyone knows how to live by them. So you talk about this roadmap, what about implementation and execution and ongoing sort of vigilance to, to this sort of uh, culture yeah. engagement and, and insurance? Yeah, I'll let Michael talk on when we hire new people, what that new hire orientation looks like. Um, but after they come on, we also have something called Ready, Set, Wow, which is like new hire orientation 2.0. Um, and it's super fun. And through that, I mean, we, we have bookmarks that have our core values on them. We have stickers that have our principles on them. We're everything that we do, every meeting, we start out, what's the principle of the week and how does that impact you? We, I feel like we're living and breathing it. Um, but Michael, I'll let you share like their first day, how we're teaching that. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it, it goes to even before the first day, right? So it's when you go to our careers website and you see a job application, a job posting and you apply. And if you meet the qualifications and one of our recruiters reach out, reaches out to you, one of the things that we share just from the very beginning is, hey, just be sure to review our website and look at our core values and principles. It's likely that you'll be asked about them. Um, during either a phone screen or your interview with the hiring manager. So from the outset, we just kind of let people know that, hey, this is really important to us. And it's been so interesting to see how candidates have reacted to that, right? So as we go on further and further in time, I think people are more invested in a company's ethic and like their ethos and like the, how their culture, like not just the business that they do, but how they do it, right? and the mentality and the values that they do it by. And so it really resonates with our applicants, our candidates. And so it gives us a great uh, place to start the conversation with, like which, which of our values or our principles really resonate with you? Like which ones do you excel at or which ones do you possibly need improvement on? So it's a great icebreaker. It's a great way to introduce yourself to PCCA. Uh, and then on our first day during uh, orientation, we you know, go over the history of the organization, uh, very high level, as Whitney mentioned, we go more in depth at Ready, Set, Wow. But we just, you know, give that history of how PCCA came to be, what our mission was, what our goals were from the very beginning and how those have carried on through the 
um, to the present day. So we do try to live our value and our cultures every day, our culture every day, and uh, just reinforce how important it is for our people to be engaged. And uh, you know, when we're welcome, welcoming them to PCCA. Yeah, I think it's even important. We have it, you walk upstairs, it's on the wall. I mean, we everywhere you walk in PCCA, it's reinforced that this is the culture we live by. So, and this kind of brings us to the next point is like, we're talking about pharmacies that may not necessarily have 300 people and they may not have a full mm -hmm. HR division and employee engagement group. But some of the key pieces that you've already identified are determining what your culture is and then broadcasting that to the staff. Mm -hmm. So Whitney, back to you, how, what are some of the key pieces that we do to get our staff aware that we do have a culture and that they're still following that, that information? Um, your engagement, your your embodiment <laughs> of our culture. So, do you mean like how we have fun? Is that what you're in? <laughs> we like to have fun here. <laughs> um, so I think that that I mean, Michael and I work closely together on engagement, and um, I think that through keeping our employees engaged, we are sharing our culture. Um, through everything that we do, I mean, even our company meetings, anytime, which a pharmacy, when you get together, I mean, make that an engaging meeting, um, whether it's pointing out what your employees have done to embody those core values. And I mean, we have wow awards and uh, wow bucks that we give, which is, I mean, solely recognizing the good things that our team members have done and how it ties back to the core values. Um, but we do a lot of fun events as well. We're constantly keeping our team members engaged um, so that they're excited to come to work. I mean, they're here more than they're at home. I mean, now I guess some are at home due to COVID, but um, same thing. Yeah, and I would add to that, I think it's important to be adaptable like in your culture. So the last year has shown us all the importance of being adaptable and our culture has had to move with the times to a certain extent. So we haven't been able to do those events in person like we would have uh, at so many of the things that are so dear to us, like our company picnic, our uh, Wednesdays, our wacky Wednesdays in the summertime, uh, just all these things that bring us together that are not only fun, but have a purpose of reinforcing our culture and um, you know keeping our people engaged. We weren't able to do those things in the same way. And so I kind of liken that to uh, the experience of a smaller business like a pharmacy so you just have to find the ways to be creative about it so we, mm -hmm. we relied on a lot of virtual tools in the last year you know joining together via zoom meetings uh via microsoft team meetings um having socially distanced team gatherings outside you know with masks like there is a way to stay connected and a way to stay engaged at every size company and in every circumstance. It just requires a little creativity sometimes. So it's kind of back to my earlier point. Uh, some of the members mentioned, hey, you know, we're in the pharmacy. We're in the, you know, we're compounding all day from the day, the, from the, the hour that the pharmacy opens till, till we close. And we really don't necessarily have time to devote to engaging and uh, having fun. Um, but you actually have to just find a way to carve out time, whether it's on the weekends, after hours, a quick touch base, you know, for the team or for the staff, you know, have a, a monthly Zoom call after the pharmacy closes or on a Saturday just to reconnect and make sure that everybody's on the same page because you can get lost in the day-to-day -day grind, especially when you have such a 
critical job as the pharmacists and their staffs do, it's easy to kind of get lost in the day to day, but it's important to kind of take a step back and celebrate your people and remain connected and remain engaged and remember that, you know, happy and engaged people are productive people. So they kind of work hand in hand. Right. You know, it's, it's really funny that you said that, Michael, because it's almost as if you answered the next question just organically, because as much as Sebastian and I keep on doing our podcasts and record with so many different individuals, no matter how much we try to keep things in a normal setting, everything always comes back to the pandemic because, <laughs> because of the fact that, you know, everything has changed. While we, for the most part, you know, we believe that the core approach to personalized medicine has remained relatively the same. The, the market has not shifted that much. The way people do things is completely different. The way that people run their business has changed dramatically. And even doing things like a team lunch or, you know, going out to a restaurant and maybe doing a team dinner to celebrate an achievement, for an example, or to recognize an individual, all that has been completely, not wiped away, but everything has been put on hold. So you've brought up some really cool examples. So things that you, to use your terminology, being creative about it. And I know um, also without knowing the details of our culture, our engagement pieces, you know, you mentioned Wacky Wednesdays. You mentioned some of these things that to the outside world mean absolutely nothing because these are things that are so important to us. And it's cool because it also sheds light into things that we believe are kind of the day-to-day the -day overall engagement pieces. And then you mentioned the major stuff like a company picnic for our employees and their family members. You mentioned, you know, potentially a holiday party. And these are, these are large pieces, almost major events that most businesses rely on to bring individuals together and not just the employees, but the families that are also an extension of the employee family. So I think this is what we've probably done a pretty great job with. And I commend the both of you because you know, we've thought outside the box, we still focus or we've kept it top of mind to keep employees retained, happy, uh, to keep them overall engaged on, on a day-to-day -day basis, but also through these, these larger events. I, I guess my so question- can I, can I expand on that to get- Yeah, yeah, that's, I, I, know, I wanted to go to you, Whitney, because I, I know that you've been in charge of so many of these initiatives and mm -hmm. I would love to give our listeners some of those ideas and what you've done, how you've approached it and how you've implemented it as well. You just having the idea is great. How did you bring it to life and how did you make sure that it was successful as well? Cause that's the most important thing. We don't want to give guidance to people to say, you know what, just do this for the sake of doing it. Cause it's going to make your people happy. It, right. it really needs to be thought out and be creative. And, and I think that's the real primary reason why you guys are both here. So yes, absolutely. Wendy, I know you're probably chomping at the bit. This is your, your time to shine and share with our listeners because it means so much. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so what the way that we have it situated at PCCA, we have what we call a culture committee. So that's um, some team members within the company. So we have about 20 that they come together. We meet once a quarter and we figure out what are some fun events that you want PCCA to put on. Um, and then Cindy and myself will go with the help of them to lead those ideas. So these are really the events that the company wants, we will do it. 
Um, and you, I mean, in a pharmacy, maybe that's one or two people getting together and, hey, what could we do for our team? Um, and that's a culture committee. And when we, when COVID first hit, we were like, oh no, I mean, all of our events, like Michael said, I mean, we had tons of wacky Wednesdays. It's every Wednesday in July, we do something wacky. Um, just to keep people on their toes. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know. We, I can't even think of what we did hamster ball racing. One time we had huge inflatable hamster balls and running down the kitchen racing with people inside of them. So, I mean, just wacky stuff, but we, I mean, we were stuck. We were like, okay, we can't get together. What do we do? We know that getting, having engaging events is so important to our team members to instill that culture instill the fun um, that comes at work. So, the team got together um, and we were like, okay, what, how can we get people engaged offsite? And how can we, like Mike said, how can we get their family engaged too? Because that's so important um, that we want to share that, you know, we care so much about you and your family outside of work, inside of work, no matter what. So we came up, there's this company called Scavify. So if you Google it, they put on um, these events that are scavenger hunts virtual. And we put together a ton of different things that these team members had to do, like take a picture of a bird outside. Take, like, I mean, it was all these different things and you had to add the points together, but we made it family oriented. We had some team members, it was like all their kids were taking the pictures. We're like, does that, does that count? I'm, I don't know if that counts, but we'll let it count. So, I mean, and it was so fun. We had more engagement in that than some of our live events. We were like, okay, there's something here. And this was August of 2020. So, I mean, we were fresh into it. Now from there, I mean, it's been easy where there's free bingo. You don't have to have a budget in order to do this stuff. There's, it's called myfreebingocards.com. Go on there, you make your bingo card, you can do a Zoom and you're just playing bingo back and forth. Our team members love that too. Um, for St. Patrick's Day, we had three clues that went out throughout the day. Guess who the PCCA leprechaun is. People were sending in guesses and they got a $100 gift card at the end. So there's a lot of different ways, um, even in this virtual world, that you can have touch points and people feel engaged. And like I mentioned, almost all of our virtual events have had more attendees at them than our live events. So it's been really cool because we've always had offsite team members. Now we're including offsite, onsite. I mean, everyone is getting engaged, which I think is so important. Um, but I have tons more ideas. <laughs> free, to, free to talk on that. <laughs> I, I think you should expand on it, Whitney, because I, I think also what you did with our holiday party, and I know we're talking a tremendous amount of employees. So, you know, not every pharmacy has 250, 300 people invited to a holiday party, and, and that's okay. You could have a, a, you could still do the exact same thing with six or seven people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not necessarily to say that it had to happen at the end of a year, it could be done at absolutely any time. So maybe shed a bit more light onto that, because I think that's where I've received questions directly from members. Mm -hmm. and they've asked me like, what did you guys do for this? And I'm like, you know what? I have a person that I can connect you with. And her name <laughs> is Whitney Andrews because she did such a great job to make this a success. And, and I think the platforms that you researched, that you identified, and then once again, to use the word impl implemented, you know, you brought them to life and it worked. So 
you know, talk a bit more about that because those are kind of, in my opinion, low-hanging fruit. Things that you can do on a Friday evening or a Saturday that if you still want to try to get together with even a close team and mm-hmm. not feel that you're creating a Zoom call for the sake of Zoom call, it's not necessarily saying you're doing a Zoom quote-unquote happy hour. It's, it's truly an event. It's a way to, to, to connect with one another. I know a lot of people out there that have friends that potentially live in the same city or live abroad have been able to reconnect more so in a virtual manner, whereas they might not have seen each other in the year anyways, but mm-hmm. they've been still able to engage and think of ways to connect as couples or as families and to bring, you know, friends and relatives together. But, you know, I, I know I'm going down this bunny trail, but I, I really want to leave it up to you because I think this is where we, you kind of shined and you identified some really cool platforms and that will be some, some takeaways for our listeners so they can go ahead and run with it too. Yeah. And I do want to clarify, I'm not the only one putting on these events. We have an awesome team. I know you're not, but I love to get you. I just help. I know. I know. Um, So for our holiday party specifically, we have a holiday party that we have had ever, I mean, before I was here and at that party, we um, recognize our employee of the year uh, K-Sparks Employee of the Year, as well as our Eagle Employee of the Year. So we wanted to figure out how can we make those nominees, which, by the way, plug, Michael Jones was a nominee for Employee of the Year this year. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so we wanted to make um, those people feel like this, I mean, was the honor that it is and not make just because we're going virtual that's like, uh, great, like I'm just, you know, secondhand. No, like we want we wanted them to feel special. Um, so we worked with this company called Go Game, and they helped us uh, put on what our com- company party was called Game On this year. And it was the first part. We had our Employee of the Year nominees up there, um, our president, Jim Smith, and then uh, Eagles president, Ross Caputo, went on there and um, recognized the Employee of the Year it was great. They were all up on the screen, and then we had who the winner was. We worked with the families behind the scene, too, which that's Cindy Hicks. She's amazing at that, at getting the surprise to happen. Um, and then we sent our people to Game On, which or Go Game, which is the platform. So they went to a separate platform. They were put in teams, and they're doing different trivia games. They're all playing against each other, which we got great feedback on that. And you don't even have to use that platform. There's other, I've heard of Sandbox, which is like you go and, I mean, it could be small groups on Zoom and you're playing games with each other. Uh, We did a team meeting where we had like a word search where people were playing back and forth. I think there's a lot of things that we do, um, games even, trivia games, whatever. Um, There's a lot of companies that you could utilize them like um, Go Game, but then you could also do stuff on your own. Uh, just facilitate it through that. Michael, did you have anything to say on that? Oh, um, I just, I mean, echo what just say as a person who, as an employee who went through all of those things, like, um, you know, at the the New Year party and getting to experience the different ways that engagement and events have changed this year. Uh, I think it was just really important to see the effort that, that PCTA was making in keeping its culture and engagement going. 
And again, like you said, there's so much more participation than there has right. been past years because it makes it really accessible, right? So almost everyone has a smartphone. And so people were able to just log on and participate in these events. And so again, you know, some, you have to take into account your budget and, and your staff, you know, how many people that you have that will be participating. And it may not be always worth the investment to, to you know, have a whole online platform, but you can do a version of it mm -hmm. uh, for free. You know, you just have to have a couple people on your staff devoted to putting it together. Something as simple as a game night via Zoom or like a mystery, like a murder mystery or something like that. Like, you know, just something mm -hmm. these things that are just seem so silly. It's almost like taking it back to the old days where people, families gathered around the table uh, and played a board game, right? But just mm -hmm. like a virtual setting. And that has done so much to bring people together. Like, it, it's really unbelievable. I think that's one of the silver linings, if we could even say there are any from the pandemic, has really shown us how that we can still be connected. And like Mike mentioned, with family and friends that we haven't made an effort to connect with on a regular basis in years. And I think that that has translated to the workplace as well. So there are team members that I never really had a chance to interface with on a regular basis who I've been more in contact with now than ever before. Like through some of these virtual events, like um, having a, like an online, almost like a speed dating, you know, where everybody goes onto the Zoom platform and, you know, shares an update, like a business update and a personal update. Uh, it's just all about remaining connected and, uh, you know, having fun while doing it. But I did want to say that one of the things I think is critical to culture and one of the ways in which compounding pharmacies really have a leg up is that the work that compounding pharmacies do is so important. Uh, when we look back on the last year and the term like essential business, right? Like who are the people in our society that keep things running and keep things going? When we couldn't go anywhere else, the pharmacy was one of the places that we had to continue to go, right? So it is one of the cornerstones, I think, of our society. It's so needed. And I think leaning into that for your staff, helping them understand that the work that they do is essential and critical, whether it's in the last year or any year in the future, and helping them keep that at the forefront of their mind and having that inspire the work that they do on a daily basis. That, I think, goes a long way towards engagement and culture. Love that, Michael. Those, yeah, those business, like you already have a critical component of it, the purpose. You have the purpose and you just have to kind of build on that purpose and expand it. And uh, the tools that we need to use are great ways to do it. I think the pharmacies, you know, there probably were some really tough moments in the last year and probably every year, you know, where you uh, see patients who are really in need of help. So it's important to maintain and keep things fun. Uh, just to make sure that you can keep on going, you know. Michael, I think I think that's probably the, really leads into my next question because I think understanding that for everyone who's working right now, especially during the pandemic, and it's it's almost like teetering on the verge of, of burnout in a lot of pharmacies, especially with this level of of essential service and oh vaccinations are coming and oh by the way keep yourself safe and oh by the way other people are depending upon you and. Ugh, Mm. The engagement piece is so, so powerful because it reminds people of what their purpose is. It reminds people to what their uh, role is and their service, but it also is a way to sort of decompress. And so keeping people engaged, keeping them kind of 
happy to coming into work is essential to keep them from burning out and and spiraling out of control because that's like we're seeing that with places with and you know no offense poor culture or bad culture right mm-hmm. it, it, it's it becomes very problematic so again I think it's putting the sharing that you care so much about the people in the office like I think that's what it comes down to that it's like at PCCA, we care so much about our team members. I mean, we truly do. We have conversations about it all the time that, um, you know, we want them to feel valued. And I think that's what it comes down to, even in the events we do. That's valued, cared about, uh, mm-hmm. uh, appreciated, appreciated. Like yeah. all of those pieces are part of the culture. And, and what happens is uh, from the HR perspective, as well as the culture perspective, is that it culminates in people who feel good about what they do and feel good about where they work. So, mm. and I think also that's another place where I, one of the reasons why I just love our principles, like they are just, they cover the whole gamut. One of my favorite principles is uh, take care of yourself. And that is one of the things I think has been so important in the last year. And every year we have a lot of people working really, really hard on a daily basis. And I know that is something that happens at our member pharmacies as well. Uh, people working 12, 14, 16 hour days. It's so important to take time for yourself and for your family. So that's a critical piece of engagement as well. So in order to give your full self at work and be fully present, you have to take care of yourself and you have to, uh, you know, it's been hard uh, because everything was closed, but now as things open up more and more, it's important to take that weekend, take that day, whenever you say, you know, if you, you know, if our members have vacation policies, right? So vacation and pay time off policies, it's important for you to let people know that they need to take their time. Uh, I think so, so much, so many times, especially when people are involved in really, really important work and really critical work, they don't take time for themselves because they know like, I have to be here. Like the work has to get done. I can't, you know, the business can't afford for me to take a day off. Well, the business honestly can't afford for you not to take a day off, right? You have to take time for yourself. You have to take time for your family to reconnect with them uh, in order to be fully engaged and fully present at work. And so Take care of yourself is one of our, our principles that I absolutely love because it's 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 really important like for you to take care of yourself in order to do everything else that you that you need to do. So. I, I think that's just a great example of how we were aware of you know the major principles or fundamentals that we abide by on a daily basis and just being very I guess, transparent in the creation of what that was and making sure that every employee understands what those principles are. And I think that's probably the easiest starting point is, you know, how do you want to be defined and what do you believe defines your role in patient care and then being cognizant of it. And, you know, to, to Whitney's point, is it all over our walls? Yes. Does it have to be? No, but you could still, work through it on a daily basis and remind your employees of what's important. And, and no matter how small you are, even if you're a group of four individuals or seven individuals working in a pharmacy, you know, as a business owner, these are still major things. And I'm sure everybody has discussed, unfortunately, they've probably never put a label onto it to say, Oh, it's a fundamental of who we are, or it's part of our culture. It's, it's just being more intentional about it. And I think, that's probably the easiest starting point. I think the biggest takeaway we can leave for our listeners is, 
Don't go out and hire a third party company and feel that, you know, you need to make all this major investment tomorrow. Just sit down, think, and even get the collaboration from your team to, to kind of walk through it, to decide on what is really important to everybody there. And, even if it's just a straight team meeting, it's that's your easiest starting point. You don't, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to dedicate or create a whole department around it. It could evolve to that point if that is important to you, um, and if that's what you truly believe in. But I think just being aware, intentional, and creating at least the the foundation for that is so incredibly important. And, and Michael, you said it best: is is really you called light into what is important for us and taking time for ourselves. And here, here I am saying, you know, do another zoom meeting at night after we're all on uh, eight or nine (laughs) zoom hour uh, meetings a day. And, but it it is true in the pharmacy space. These are frontline healthcare professionals who, who are not necessarily being overwhelmed with zoom. There's a completely different obstacle or challenge in front of them. And it's truly navigating patient care. So being cognizant of that as well is is so important yeah i think that you i mean collaboration is huge what you just said that this is not one person saying hey this is what our culture is and you guys are all going to live by it right the team coming together and you know and we did the same thing we had multiple employees or team members in a room what are our core values what do you guys think they are and it got i mean there's tons and it got brought down to where it is um, but I don't think, I mean, I think even as simple as, hey, I'm going to bring you guys Starbucks in the morning. Just showing that you care, um, that you truly care about them, I think is very important. And then, I mean, it'll just happen naturally as well. Yeah. And I thought about what, something you said, Mike, gave me uh, just a thought about just a simple placard on the wall. So we have our PCCA principles and our core values listed at like several places throughout the uh, headquarters. But one of the things you could do is, hey, go to Kinko's. Once you sit down and have that collaboration that Whitney just mentioned, define, it doesn't have to be a full list of core values or principles. Maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you're not able to fully articulate it like that at this mm-hmm. stage, but maybe think about a mission statement or a values statement that Love you that. could put on a placard, take it to Kinko's, or is there even still a Kinko's? <laughs> That's still a thing. Um, <laughs> Take it to whomever you Etsy. get your printed. I think that's who it is now. Etsy. Oh, it'd be so fancy. Oh, yes, you could do it uh, from yeah. Etsy. And just have it placed on that placard, put it on the wall, uh, and have a team meeting about it. Say, hey, we've collaborated, we've met, we narrowed down this vision statement. We are, you know, we're about patient care, patient access to personalized medicine. We form, you know, we serve a critical uh, function in our community. And, you know, whatever it is that that values or mission statement is, put it on the wall, have your staff of whether it's two or 200 people sit around and or stand around and, and have a couple of people volunteer. What does this mission or value statement mean to you? How did you live out this mission statement last week? What is your uh, favorite interaction or what interaction was most meaningful or impactful to you with a patient, you know, in the last month, whatever it is. Get people talking about it. Get it at the front of people's minds. Because again, the work that our members do is in their pharmacies is so important. I think that just keeping those discussions going and remembering that culture, remembering that purpose will go a long way towards keeping people engaged. 
And, and Michael, this, this dovetails into what Aaron Michael has said about finding your path forward as a pharmacy. What do you want to present externally to your patients? But mm. it's equally important to what it reflects to internally to your staff. And so once you decided your marketing, your who your uh, I your um, sort of your identity is in the community, it has to also resonate with your staff equally. Right. I think this is the next first step you do in your next staff meeting is you plan a staff meeting in the next two weeks and you say, this is going to be our plan going forward. We need to talk about this. Take a couple of months and really refine it. I think Whitney, I don't know how long it took, but we didn't have a culture statement when I first started, but very quickly once we developed our, after our mission statement, we developed that identity. Um, mm -hmm. It was like another process to get all of our principles together. But I, by right. the way, just so you know, I enjoy reading them with you guys every week. It's nice to have it on our computer every week. It's, <laughs> as far as employee engagement goes, it's every day. It's awesome. So yeah, yeah I, I think. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Seb, that how what Aaron Michael was saying that it's you know whatever it's reflecting whatever is external for your you know all of, everyone who's coming to your business. But you want it to be organic and natural too. You don't want to be faking. Hey, this is how we are. Yeah. I do. I truly believe that internally that is <laughs> your culture is bad. Fake it until you get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, um, but you do want it to be natural and organic, and um, you want to truly reflect what your team members are feeling. Yeah, and I mean, I think just uh, having spoken with our members and also speaking with team members here at PCC, I know that so many of them, and so many of us have uh, a servant's heart, right? And so that's why they're in the profession that they're in. That's part of the reason why I can't speak for Whitney, but I think I would in a, to say that that's part of the reason why we feel so good about coming to work every day at PCCA. Mm -hmm. We know that the role that we're, the part that we play serves a purpose in a much greater um, role that compounding pharmacy has in our country and in the world, really. And um, I just think that it's so important to lean into that. I think it's so important to project that, like to Aaron's point and to what Whitney just built upon. I think that that's what you want to kind of get clear on is just helping people understand that. I think this last year has given us all a lot of clarity in that regard. I think a lot of people understand what is truly important and what is truly essential. And I got to tell you, I've been in pharmacies in the last year and just seen uh, in a way that I really hadn't before, just how difficult the work that they are doing is and how time sensitive it is and how, you know, dealing with the public is and just it's very, very, very difficult and challenging work. And I think just uh, projecting that image uh, that you are there for the community and that mm -hmm. you serve that essential role and essential function and letting your culture kind of flower, you know, from that, because it is, um, it is really important that that be the foundation. I, love that. I think that comes completely full circle because not only did Aaron mention it, there's, I, I guess this podcast or this episode specifically is almost a continuation of what we've discussed in the past. There was um, an episode that we recorded with Diana Fennerty about building your brand. There was also another episode with Mark Gonzalez, who's a member of our clinical services team. And he discussed the importance of, you know, your position in the community. So 
if if I were to give out homework as a continuation to to those that listen to this episode, if you've missed those two prior episodes, go back and find them. They're about 10 or 15 back. And I think everything together that you guys discussed is an internal vision and everything that you do externally is equally as important and needs to be a symbiotic relationship to what Sebastian was mentioning. It's, it could be so important to you internally, but if you're not executing what you believe is really important outside to your customer, then it almost is irrelevant. And it, they both have two major, major importances in, in terms of how you're running your business and they both work hand in hand. So, you know, without even being intentional about it, when we recorded those podcasts, you know, we, we discussed what is important to the consumer, what is important to the patient, what is important to your pharmacy within the community. And I think everything that you're doing with the employee has a very similar importance and it's intertwined in some strange way that I can't probably necessarily define in a sentence, but I think you guys did a really good job, you know, covering some of those talking points and then being cognizant of, of what you need to do for next steps to kind of bring everything together at the employee level. So, you know, you, you guys did a phenomenal job. I, I, I hope our listeners got a ton out of it and, you know, just thank you for taking the time for being with us because I know it's, it's not something that necessarily comes top of mind, but I believe that this podcast was just so important for all of our listeners and business owners out there. So thank, thanks to Michael and Whitney. You guys are rock stars. Thank you all. Thanks for having us. Yeah. I, I, I yes. Yeah. Comments because um, I've worked in places that the culture was really bad and I've worked in places where the culture has been phenomenal and it, the intentional culture that you carry is reflective of how of, of, of the work that's also undertaken. When people take pride in the place where they work, they will take pride in their work, which means that your pharmacy will do better as a result of having that intentional culture. So thank Absolutely. you both for joining us and giving us such great ideas and also just making us feel good about coming in day to day. Yes, and also PCCA HR is always here for you guys, we love to talk ideas, so. So that's always something that I don't necessarily go over or, you know, um, because I don't necessarily want to inundate you guys with with public inquiries. But if if they do, uh, if any of our listeners does have more have any additional questions, how can they contact you the easiest way? Yeah, no, if you have any questions or are there any uh, concerns or you want to bounce some ideas off of us regarding, you know, employee engagement or retention or anything related to human relations, you can email us at hrgroup at pccarx.com. Get ready. You might get a lot of emails. I'm ready. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you guys for doing that because I know we get a lot of questions um, that I alluded to earlier in terms of, you know, how to focus on employees specifically at this time. And, you know, I, I think for our listeners out there, it'd be great for them to communicate with you and to learn more about things like Go Game, et cetera, and some of the other ideas that, you know, we've, we've brought in and, and implemented on our end. But thanks again to the both of you. Thanks again to our listeners out there for tuning into this episode of the podcast. As a reminder, as always, if you do not subscribe, please click the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And as always, to communicate with PCCA or to stay engaged with us on social media, please follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Until next time, my name is Mike Delisio, and thanks again for listening. <laughs>